Hello, creative strategist. You're listening to episode four. I'm so glad you all are here today. I get so pumped every time I get to record another episode for you all. I love bringing this content to you all every day, and I'm so grateful that you're listening. It means a lot to me. Today, we're talking about setting goals and intentions. Now we're still in January, we're still feeling all that pressure of those New Year's resolutions. Why is it that we only set resolutions for the start of a new year? Who says that focused goal setting only comes after we gorge ourselves with these huge dinners, hot cocoa, and holiday desserts for a month? Why can't we set goals year-round? Actually, I think you should. Goals should be something you project out. That's your big goal for your dream career, your big aspirations, and then something that you rein in. And that's for your seasonal goals, monthly goals, and your daily goals that will get you to the finish line. Now I'm going to talk to you today about how to set your goals, how to set yourself up for success with quantifiable metrics and an action plan, and then how to continue this process throughout the year. Does that sound good? Okay, great. But before we get into it, I want to read you the review of the week. The review of the week comes from Miss A. Rice, and she says, Very informative. I love listening to Star Talk. She's very relatable and has so many interesting insights. This will definitely help me in my marketing career. Thank you so much, Miss A. Rice. I'm glad you like listening to me talk. <laughs> That's really, really nice. And I'm so happy whenever I see these reviews, you guys. It gives me a real boost of energy to keep doing what I'm doing. So if you haven't already, I would definitely encourage you to head on over to the review page, however you're listening, whether it's Spotify or iTunes, and leave a positive review for me. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. The creative strategist. I'm your host, marketing and sales expert, Star Jerry's, and I'm here to help you use storytelling, design, and entrepreneurial thinking to develop your brand's voice, boost sales, and stay relevant in an ever-changing marketplace. Join in on my conversations with seasoned professionals and take away best practices to help you forge ahead in your career. Again, I'm Star Jerry's, the creative strategist. Let's get started. Right, everyone. Goals, goals, goals. The word goal is so empowering. I think it is. And yet for some of us, this word is a loaded one. One that can stress us out and sometimes paralyzes us into a long pause of planning and organizational thoughts. I want to take all that away today. Take away all that mess and make it really easy for you to make your goals and efficiently start chipping away at the task at hand. I want to be sure to clarify we're talking about goals today and not task. I don't want to make this a to-do list tutorial. This is not about task. This is about goals. Big goals and ideas and setting your sights on achieving those things in a timely manner. My one friend who doubles as my accountability partner and I just talked over the phone for about 30 minutes or so. We talked about our goals and we kept having to ask each other, well, him more than me, 
Now, is this a goal you're talking about or are you starting to break down your task? I tend to do that, but when I start breaking down all the tasks, I get a little frustrated and I get flustered and kind of overwhelmed. I'm a doer. I like to get things done and what I start, I almost always have to finish. So when I start talking about these tasks without the ability to get them done, I start to feel a little bit stuck and it begins to overwhelm me. So now I know when this starts to happen, and that's when I talk about the task too much without doing something. So if you notice you're starting to feel daunted, think about when it's happening and then why you might be feeling that way and kind of try to unravel that web from there. Because once I understood when this was happening and when my frustration would start to kind of flare up, it made it a lot easier for me to avoid those triggers. So now that we're clear on that, today's about goals, not tasks, I want to talk about the difference between dreams versus goals. As the daughter of a motivational speaker, yes, my mom is a motivational speaker, I know the difference between dreams and goals, and you probably do too. It's all in one word, metrics, dreams and wishes They're all kind of pie-in-the-sky, fluffy things, and they're really fun to talk about. I think we all should dream. I think we all should have wishes, but not too much comes of them. There's really no action plan. They're simply fantasy. Now, goals are action-based. These are timeline-based, and they're quantifiable. Now, have you all heard of SMART goals? I'm sure some of you have, but I want to walk you through it today. Now, I didn't make this up. I didn't create SMART goals. Most people thank Peter Drucker and his management by objectives theory for SMART goals. Each letter lends itself to a different idea which your goal should follow. So let's just get into it and then it'll start to make sense. S stands for specific. So your goal should be specific. M stands for measurable. Your goal should be measurable. A stands for achievable. R stands for relevant, and T for time-bound. Now, I found this great article on mindtools.com, and it speaks to an article written by Professor Robert S. Rubin about SMART, just SMART, in the Society for Industrial and Organizational Philosophy. Now, this Mindtools article mentions that some authors have added on to the SMART concept, calling it SMARTER, and then they're adding on two more steps. And the E and the R, that's going to stand for evaluated and reviewed. And after scouring the internet a little bit more, I saw some other words slotted in for the final R in Smarter, and I I really liked readjust. That was my personal favorite, so we're going to go with that. You're going to evaluate your goals and then readjust. Thanks, wanderlustworker.com for readjust. Perfect. Now, when I work on campaigns, for marketing or sales blitzes at work. I'm a marketing and sales manager where I work. I always want to evaluate and readjust based on my progress. So why should it be any different for my personal goals? I love the E and the R here. I love that they've added on those last two to these SMART guidelines. Now that you know about SMARTER, let's start to break it down and really talk through it with an example. In the spirit of the new year, Let's talk about improving our health as an idea. This is a very common goal for most people, but right off the bat, I'm going to say it doesn't meet the first caveat of working smarter. It's not specific, so let's fix that. 
We can layer on some insight from episode one of The Creative Strategist. Go back and listen to that one if you haven't already. It talks about starting with why and working your way down from there, specifically as it relates to any launch, like a campaign or a business. The order goes why, who, what, where, when, and how. So let's start with why. Why do you want to be healthier? Do you want to look good naked? Do you want to rock a bikini in Cabo? Do you want your wife to tell you that you look hot and actually believe her? It's okay. Your why can be shallow. It can be whatever you need it to be. Remember, this is your why. These are your goals. No one else's. I am not here to judge you. I'm just here to help you get there and to positively impact your life and the life of others. So let's say that you want to improve your health because you're taking a trip to Europe next year. Not only do you want to look good for all the gorgeous people you'll be meeting, but you know there's a bazillion stairs and a ton of walking waiting for you when you get off the plane and head out with your tour group to see the sights. I'm using this as an example because I just got back from Europe where my mom and I went on a cruise And I saw so many people struggling on their long tours, determined, I'm going to make it through so I can see this thing. I can see the Colosseum. I can see the Leaning Tower piece. I can see the Eiffel Tower. They're they're moving and getting through to it so they can see those beautiful sights that they've always dreamed of seeing. My mom, who's lost over 120 pounds, And 60 of those were within the last year. When we were in Europe, my mom was in tears. Happy tears. Because she had no problem walking all day. And she was able to to climb the Leaning Tower of Pisa. In 2016, she would have had to stop every hour or so to catch her breath. She was in the worst shape I had ever seen her in. But in 2017, she was determined. She made smarter goals. She made a change. And in 2018, she was able to enjoy this beautiful dream vacation without limitation because she did it. She achieved her goal. So let's say your goal is going to be to keep up with your tour group and to look good while you're doing it. Or maybe this is a weight issue. You have a specific weight in mind. Or maybe it's it's a mobility issue. This is where we start to get into measurables once we know your why. This part, the measurables, this part's easy. It's just almost never done. People make dreams, not goals, and they forget to make it measurable. That's our M. So do you want to be a size 2? Are you literally measuring yourself? Do you want to get up a flight of stairs without losing your breath? When do you want to accomplish this goal? When you have a deadline like a vacation built in, this part, the when, becomes very simple. If you're setting your own deadline, let's say for the launch of your business, now this part gets a little more slippery and you have to check in with yourself a lot more. You want to make sure that these measurables that you're locking in are, in fact, locked in and that they're achievable. You want to be realistic, but I am not saying by any means to be lazy. If you know you can do it in two days, don't set your deadline at the third. Make sense? You can do it. I believe in you. Make it happen and don't wait for tomorrow when you can do it today. 
So achievable, this is our A. Just as I said, you want to make your deadlines and intentions that you're setting realistic. Can you lose 120 pounds like my mom did in a week? No. She lost 60 in a year, which is very, very fast. But that was her goal and she knew she could do it. So she did. That's what she wanted to do. Also, is your goal achievable based on your outside factors like your budget, your money, uh, time, prior commitments? Really look at what you have going on and you're going to set your goals accordingly. I want you to be very realistic. Being realistic is different from taking your foot off the pedal and kind of hedging your bets. I want to make sure that you're giving yourself time to have a life, but still push yourself. What you put into this process, that's what you're going to get out of it. Now let's talk about relevancy. Relevant, that's our R. We already touched on this and we reminded ourselves to start with our why, like we did in episode one of the show. Is that goal relevant to my why? Is it worth my time and energy? Now, I did an interview with Blake Nordstrom for uh, a paper that I did in college. And, and you know what's so interesting? When I wrote the script for this podcast, I wrote in this Blake Nordstrom story. And I'm really sad to say that this past weekend, he passed unexpectedly. Blake Nordstrom, the CEO of Nordstrom, one of the Nordstrom brothers. And I was I was very sad about that. And I didn't expect to share this entire story with you about that interview with Blake Nordstrom. But I want to go ahead and do that, especially in the wake of his passing. And I just want to say that my prayers and love and condolences go to the family. And I learned a ton uh, during my time working at Nordstrom. And I learned a lot from the short time that I got to speak to Blake Nordstrom. And and he really was kind. And he took the time to get to know me and to give me what he could. And I, I really appreciate that from him. So, so here's that little story about my interview with Blake Nordstrom. I was studying fashion merchandising at Cal State Long Beach. And I also minored in theater, but I was in one of my fashion merchandising classes. And the professor had tasked us with reaching out to someone who had a job that we would want someday. So a lot of the women and men in my classes, they want to be They wanted to be buyers, so they would naturally want to interview a buyer. I was that kid, and I wanted to be an Oscar-winning actress, brand my name, and build an empire. So I wanted to interview someone who had some sort of empire, fashion empire, was a CEO somewhere. That's what I wanted. And unintentionally, I started scaling back my ideas for who I thought would really be accessible, who I could actually interview. And I was thinking of little boutiques or things that I could realistically get someone to carve out a moment in their day to do this interview with me. But I went home that night and I told my mom about it. I told her about the project, what we were supposed to be doing. And without missing a beat, my mom said, why don't you interview the CEO of Nordstrom? You work there, don't you? I said, oh, of course, I do. (laughs) So the next day I called, I got the operator. You always get a live operator when you call Nordstrom. And I asked for Blake Nordstrom. They patched me through to a woman on the other end who I assume was his executive assistant or a receptionist. And I told her about the project and she said, oh, he loves these things. I'll let him know you called. And I gave her my contact information. And I didn't expect to hear anything back ever, if I'm being honest. And I kid you not, within about 15 minutes or so, I see the Seattle phone number come up on my screen and I think, no way. 
and I get a little anxious and I I pick up the phone and in my least shaky tone, I say, hi, this is Star. And he goes, hi, this is Blake Nordstrom. <laughs> I could not believe it. I told him what a pleasure it was to work for him and how much I had learned at Nordstrom. And he was ready to answer questions for me. And he was so open and kind about it. And one of the questions I asked him was what advice he would give to someone my age or what advice he would give to himself, really, if he was, if he could talk to himself at my age. And he said, stay curious. And he meant that there were so many things at my fingertips, that I had so many ways I could go, and there were so many yeses that I could give to the world. But he quickly added, and know what you don't want to do, and don't do it. And that stuck with me for so long. And I just want to send out another note of gratitude to Blake Nordstrom for taking the time. That career advice has stuck with me for all these years, and I'm sure it will continue to stick with me throughout the rest of my career. So I would never make a goal at this point in my life to open a chain of hot dog stands. I mean, never say never, but as of right now, that makes no sense. It doesn't really fit into my trajectory at all. (laughs) Not to mention I don't really want to. So your goal should always bring you closer to the person that you want to be. Also, ask yourself if your goal is relevant to your current situation. And furthermore, is it relevant to the world around you? Is it something that the world needs right now? Is it something that the world will be receptive to? Is it something that the world needs a little bit into the future? In this case, in our example, getting in shape for your European vacation, uh, yes, this is extremely relevant to the current situation since you're in our dream. We're planning for a European vacation. We're planning to go on one. And yes, it's relevant to the world around us. We know when we get to Europe, there are going to be a lot of stairs. There is a lot of walking to be done. This is a fact. It is relevant. Now we're going to move on to the T, which is time bound. Oh yes, here we go. With timing, I, I like this part. Our example makes it really, really easy to timeline. So let's say it's January, which it is, and your vacation, we'll say, is in July. So you have seven months. Right now, we'll say we can only climb five stairs without getting winded and walk for an hour and a half without needing to take a break. The Leaning Tower of Pisa, I will never forget, has 284 steps and no rails, in case you were wondering. And the tour that you'll be on, let's say, is a 10-hour long tour, and seven of those 10 hours are walking standing, or climbing. So you have seven months to get your butt in shape. What are you going to do about it? So by the end of January, you set your goal at 10 stairs, two hours of walking. That's your goal for the end of this month. In February, we'll say 20 stairs, three hours of walking. In March, 40 stairs, four hours of walking. In April, 80 stairs, 5 hours of walking. I think all these things are very manageable, very achievable, very realistic, very very relevant to what we need to be doing. May, 160 stairs, 6 hours of walking. June, we're at that 284 stairs, 7 hours of walking. We are ready to go. We're ready to climb the Leaning Tower of Pisa. We're ready to take this tour. So now how are you going to get to these 
mini goals. So you've decided that every week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you and some coworkers are going to walk during lunch for 30 minutes. That's your plan. On Saturdays, you'll do your long walks each month walking for the allotted time. For example, in February, maybe you'll walk three hours every Saturday. Maybe you'll build up to that three hours by the end of the month and do one Saturday where you're walking three hours. The other weeks, you may walk an hour and a half. I mean, it's up to you how you think you need to do it to get there, but just make sure you get there. And now you can do this in an entertaining way, I might add. You can go on a hike. You can do what I do, go to Disneyland. Anyway, it doesn't have to be boring. You don't have to be on a treadmill and you're in your basement. You can make it exciting. Do you see what I did there though? We took a really big goal, a goal seven months away, and we broke it down into a manageable timeline. We broke it down first by months and then we broke it down by weeks. I encourage you to also get other people involved. I want you to announce your goals and somehow force yourself to do it by just the pressure of other people knowing. In this way, you're giving yourself the gift of accountability and you're owning your goals. When you announce your goal and you have that pressure, I told everyone I was going to do this. Now everyone's watching me. Everyone knows if I quit. That's fine. It's okay to use that pressure to your advantage. I'm not saying that everyone's opinion should be your end-all be-all. I'm just saying that sometimes it helps to get us moving and to keep us on track. So use it. Use that to your advantage and act on your goals and get yourself where you want to be. Before we move on to the E and the R and Smarter, I want to talk about big goaling. I mentioned a goal that was seven months away. That's what our example gave us. But I want to say that you can do this even even further out, more than a year out. You could do a 10-year plan. Don't be afraid to give yourself a huge goal. If you want to, say, hit a million podcast downloads, Well, project out how long that would take you and write it down. Look at other people, see what they're doing, how fast they were able to do it. And if you're like me, you'll try to do it faster. Now, I call this a super objective, but I am an actor. I've been an actor my whole life, and that's kind of theater speak. It's what we say when we're talking about our character's ultimate goals in a play or a series. So if this were like your favorite superhero movie, let's say your superhero's objective would be to save the world and the villain's doing the opposite, right? The antagonist is conflicting that and destroying the world in some way. Now the objectives broken down are these smaller goals that the character hopes will get him or her to that super objective. Objectives can span the course of an act or an episode or even just a sentence. Much like goals, there are really big ones. And then there are small ones broken down into these minor moments. When added up, we'll get you to your grand prize. Example, I love my examples. Let's say you want to get a 4.0 in college. Well, then you're going to have to break that down by semester and then break that down by class, break that down by literally each class within your course, getting to class studying, paying attention when the teacher's lecturing. There's all these mini moments that will add up to your bigger, hopefully, achieving your goal. I just wanted to make sure that you know that these smarter goals can work for big, big dreams, and then you can peel back the layers from there. Okay, now that we've 
said that, let's move on to evaluate it. Evaluating your goals is a no-brainer to me, but you do have to carve out time to do this. You do need to make sure that this too makes it on your calendar. So that's where your accountability partner comes in the most handy. You're going to set a date with your accountability partner. Like I said, put it on the calendar. Me and my accountability partner, we meet once a week. We have a standing date and we do not blow it off. It's very important that you don't do that. I have this at work too in my marketing manager role. My digital media partner and I, we have a touch base. It's scheduled. It's at the end of every month. We specifically scheduled it then to evaluate the ads that we ran that month, talk about how they're going, and look back again at our key performance indicators, compare those things. What's the objective? What's my actual result? And then we're working at that end of month date to set initiatives into motion for the following month too. So that's very, very important. You want to ask yourself how you're doing with your goals. Are you hitting on all your measurables? Are you not able to do the walks that you committed to on Fridays? If we're going back to our initial dream of our European vacation and being healthy and able for that. If so, why are Fridays not working? What's stopping you and how can you adjust your plan to get back on track? Which brings us to R. Review, readjust, reevaluate, pick any of those. They're great. I'm going to go with readjust. If something's not working, that's what you need to do. You need to readjust. Like I said, if Fridays are not a good day for your walk, you're going to switch it to Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Or find a time that works for you. This is all part of the realistic nature of your goals. They have to be goals you can actually manage, guys, or they'll fall off the map completely. Some people really rag on that realistic part, but you you need to be able to actually do them or it's going to seem so daunting that you just you kind of throw your hands in the air and walk away. We do not want that to happen. My pastor, Rick Warren, just recently went through a series called Living with Margin. I highly recommend it. It was a fantastic series. It basically reminded you to leave some space between your actual output and your full capacity. I'm trying to explain this so that it's crystal clear. Just because you know you can cook dinner for your family every night while juggling being a mom and all your kids' activities and running a business doesn't mean you need to do that. I don't want you putting yourself through the ringer trying to do it all. Readjust if you're feeling exhausted. Readjust if your quality of life is taking a hit. You need to put you first so that you can pour out into your work, into others. But it all comes from that foundation. Well, my friends, we did it. Oh my gosh, I feel like that was a abrupt stop, but we got through our smarter method of goal setting. Now, this is what I personally use to develop my goals, and I really hope you took something away from today. This week, I want you to find an accountability partner. I want you to develop your super objectives if you haven't already. And then I want you to start peeling back the layers and solidifying your goals. From there, you get to do the fun part. You get to just do it. You can follow the plan, check in with yourself and your accountability partner often, and you can readjust when necessary. I'm going to have these show notes of this episode on my website. That's starjerrys.com backslash the creative strategist. That's starjerrys, S-T-A-R-J-E-R-I-E-S dot com 
backslash the creative strategist. Reach out to me anytime if you have questions about today's episode or you want to just chat about the show. I really love hearing from you. Well, that's it, everyone. Until we meet again, keep creating strategically. Thank you for listening to The Creative Strategist. Head over to stardiaries.com slash thecreativestrategist for notes on today's episode, information about upcoming events, or to nominate a guest for the show. Don't forget to leave a review and share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Thanks again for hitting play. See you next time, Creative Strategist.